You're listening to Beat Go in the Mornings, right here on Vocalo Radio. It's Vocalo Radio, Chicago's only NPR music station. I'm your host, Beat Go the Illest. And the good news is uh, Jordan Ward is in the building with me. How you feeling, Jordan? Go, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it, man. No problem, man. Look, I appreciate you being in the city. Uh, you know, you you on tour right now. Um, I actually missed you out in New York. Damn. I, I that's when I first learned. I'm like, what? Jordan Ward hit the stage, Damn. and I'm like, I just missed him. But guess what? I ain't gonna miss you tonight, though. Hey, I'm not gonna miss you tonight. I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful. Now, uh, this is not your first time in the shy. No, I was actually born here. Okay. I was born. Well, I was born in Hoffman Estates. Oh, that's Illinois. Yeah, and um. My mom, she just moved here after college to work. But uh, I'm from St. Louis, but, you know, this is like my other hometown. And I grew up coming here for, like, dance and family stuff and um, just performing. And I'm actually going to be back, is it May 9th? I think I it's think. April 9th, my brother. No, 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 no. From, from, from my own tour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. in May. Um, for the tour, yeah. Yeah, at Reggie's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get that, that date corrected, but, yeah, I'm going to be back, too. So, so you said May. Yeah. Let me correct it on my end as well. Hey, as man, well. We, we trying to get it together, man. It's a lot going on. It's like, yeah, I put April. Oops. That was all good. <laughs> now, uh, before we even get into the tour talk, let's talk a little bit more about, like, St. Louis and how it, it, it musically, in a way, defines you. Man. No, nah, man, St. Louis has so much, like, just presence in what I do. I mean, number one, St. Louis is a music city, you know what I'm saying? So our hockey team is called the St. Louis Blues, you know what I mean? It's, like, one of the first cities that black people went to from, like, the Great Migration, I think is what they called it, when we, when we moved up from the South, you know what I'm saying? So, like, the gospel music, the jazz, the ragtime, the, the hip-hop, the neo-soul, the trap. You know what I mean? The street music, the drill, the jug music, the stripping music. Like, it's all, it's all there, you know? And um, I grew up going to church every Sunday as a kid. I grew up going to school buying mixtapes real hand-to-hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. really paying a dollar and, like, getting the CD <laughs> and, you know, really neighborhood rapping and singing, like, battling kids at the Y. And I also did a lot of musical theater as a kid, too. And there's a big musical theater sitting in St. Louis, and that had a huge impact on me. That's what I was going to say. Like, how, how did even, you know, going to school for theater make you, uh, develop you more into the artist you are? Because hearing, hearing your sound, man, I like to hear sounds that I don't hear on an occasion. You don't have a saturated sound. So, yeah, please, please let, you know, let the world know, even the kids out there that's listening, like, how theater has helped you. Well, I actually, um, I didn't go to school for theater. I went to, like, public regular school, but I pretty much did go to school for theater because I would be in school from the time I was in, like, middle school to high school, I would be in school for seven hours a day, like, every kid, you know? But then I would be in dance and theater for, like, nine hours a day. So, like, by the time I graduated high school, it was, like, I was doing 35 hours of school a week, but, like, 50 hours of dance a week, you know what I'm saying? So it had a big impact on me. It it, it allowed a space for me to, like, feel comfortable being myself and exploring myself and, and my quirkiness and my, you know, because... All my homies in my neighborhood and my cousin, my family, they play football and basketball. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm I'm like an artistic kid, you know what I'm saying? So being able to go into theater just gave me practice on like building my own world and building worlds with the people around me, you know what I'm saying? And just having fun. Did you ever feel any pushback? And I say that because Michael B. Jordan, you know, he took like theater and, you know, he was looked at as like the quirky kid or yeah. lame and things of that nature. So, you know, you coming up, and learning your ways. Did you ever get pushed back from friends in, in general, you know? 
For sure. I mean, it's it's almost like, and the world is still in that place, but it's almost funny looking back because the world has moved so far. Like, it's like no kid would ever get called. Like, maybe some kids get called certain names for wanting to dance and be creative and wear clothes. But I mean, back in the day, it was like, oh, you you doing ballet? You doing theater? That's you know, that's gay or that's that's you know soft or this or that, and you know. Now it's like, now I'm an adult and it's like, yeah, I, I have a soft side. You know what I'm saying? I, I I embrace my feminine energy. You know what I'm saying? And um, I feel like because of my mom, I was able to understand that early on and just be like, that's my superpower. You know what I mean? Be, ar- be around people trying to be the hardest dudes. And I'm like, I'm wearing like pink jeans or some shit. Like right now I got yellow stars on my face. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we was just listening to Ralphie the Crib. You know what I'm saying? So I just love... Fully express myself. I don't know if that answered the question. No, you did. You yeah. did, and it made me think about my cousin, uh, who who he's passed, but he did ballet, and I used to go check out a lot of his shows, and he literally would create these these events with ballet, singing, dancing, mm-hmm. all of that, and you know, it it made me uh, appreciate that more. Like, going there at a young age, seeing he, you know, oh, he was older, just seeing him, you know, twirl on his toes and stuff, mm-hmm. it made me uh, uh, appreciate it because you don't really see brothers in those type of rooms and areas. Yeah. So, and, it, and and that is a platform for us. Yeah. So, no, you answered the you, you answered it correctly. And um, I also wanted to ask you before we get into this break, are you the only child? I'm only child. Yeah, you Single stated parent, that. only child. You stated that in the, in the album. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hold on, and the beat paused. Yeah. <laughs> and then I sent the, my, my, um, my homie who produced on the album, he's from Chicago. He was just on the phone, like barely listening. He like, damn, that's deep. Like that shit is so funny. Like, cause I'm I'm overly trying to explain it to him. You don't get it, man. It's like I'm the only child. Da da da. He just like, yeah, that's deep. It is deep. It's so funny. How, like the way he said. How is like knowing you know seeing how far you came and, and where you at in today's you know and today's in your in your career. How was it for you being the only child? Because I have brothers and sisters, and you know that I feel like that helped me through a lot. But you don't have any brothers and sisters. You got family, but you solo. So how was that for you growing up? Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, I did feel it was it was fun. I had a great childhood, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I grew up in the performing arts. I didn't have any blood brothers, but I mean, you know, I had god brothers, play cousins. You know what I'm saying? Like. (laughs) People who are now, like, I forget they're not actually my cousin. You know what I'm saying? So, And it did, I mean, it probably had its trade-offs. You know, I, I I feel like being an only child allowed me the space to, like, develop maybe in a different way that I'm I'm happy with now. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it was a little bit. I might have felt a little lonely or I might have felt a little, like, confused on how to express myself or, or who I was because I didn't have no big bro or you know, much family to, like, help me see my identity outside myself. But I think everything happens for a reason. You feel me? I'm not mad. Like, you and I love be. my bros, you know. You shouldn't be. You right, And you're right. Everything definitely happens for Everything that happened in your life got you the way you are right now. You, me, and everybody listening. That, that's why I, I truly feel you on that. And you probably would spoil you. <laughs> you know what? Let me put it like this. I'll say, as a United States citizen... You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely spoiled. Like we're we're all spoiled. You know what I'm saying? And yes. my and my mother, yeah. like, my mom by the time I graduated high school, my mom had three jobs. You feel me? So like she had a main job, she worked at Macy's, she worked at f- 
a hotel. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm so sorry. It's I'm okay. So you got me working today. Sorry, bro. Am I cursing a lot? <laughs> you got me working oh, today. Oh, I'm so sorry. Keep oh, going. let me let me pay attention. I I I sincerely apologize. I look. You know what? One thing I will say, I appreciate it because at the end of the day, he's comfortable. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. I just man, I wasn't even. I'm so sorry to all the all the moms and the kids. Don't don't be ignorant like me. But um, you know, so I was spoiled because I I had a mom that went the extra mile. But I mean, I won't say any further than that because I also had two jobs in high school. You know what I'm saying? I, I was teaching dance classes, dancing in Bar Mitzvahs, assisting classes. You know what I mean? I was, since a young kid, I was catching public transit to school every day and then a dance because my mom had to go to work. You know what I'm saying? I had to fully be aware and, and um express myself around all types of people. You know what I mean? My, my hard head uncles. The, the the county kids that I did dance with, you know, the the righteous church people, the gangsters, the nerds, and it's like, I'm still, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know if I was spoiled, but I was definitely covered by God, for sure. I got you going back down memory lane, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, nah, man, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't spoiled around here. You think? But honestly, no, the truth is, the more I travel, you know, like, when you when you go to different places around the world, it's like, damn, you are spoiled, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I agree. I I, I visited a Accra, Ghana, January, and that's when yeah, it hits you different when you start traveling. Like, like we are, yes, us Americans, we, we are actually. I'm not even gonna lie. Spoiled. We got water we could drink from the faucet. You feel me? Some yeah. people don't have that. But let's get into some music, Jordan. You know, you uh got your your, your debut album under Endoscope, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Before it is out, speak on. I, I want to make sure I say this correct. Sherry Moya. Cherimoya. Cherimoya. I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, but it's Cherimoya, yeah. So how you even come up with the, the title? Man, so I became a fan of this fruit that I thought was a soursop when I bought it because I, I put up to a farmer's market, and I saw these fruits, and I was like, oh, this is soursop, and I was eating it, and I was putting it on my story, and my friend was like, oh, Cherimoya, that's fire. And I'm like, where is Cherimoya? And then I, I realized what I was actually eating. And I was just a fan, and I was in the studio eating it one day, and I didn't know what to write about. So I was like, I'm going to write a love song to this fruit. You feel me? And it just became like a metaphor for like the most ideal, replenishing love and beauty. You feel me? Like I'm every lyric, I'm really writing to the fruit. But it's a love song, so it sounds like you writing to, your, to whoever. You know what I'm saying? When I say, I'm going to eat you, you on the beach, the I'm talking about... <laughs> Inanimately, I'm gonna eat you on the beach. You know what I'm saying? But take it how you want it. You know? Yo, that's I love hearing how song titles and just the songs come about. Yeah. That's that's unique right there. Y'all finna hear right now. Y'all don't go nowhere. It's Vocal or Radio. It's Vocal or Radio 91.1 FM, Chicago's only NPR music station. I'm your host, Biko, the illest coming through your stereo. And I've been playing some vibes for you all previous to the break. But most importantly, I still got my special guest in the building. Jordan Ward is here, feeling good, feeling great. Or am I right or am I wrong? How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling amazing. That's what I love to hear. Now, previous to the break, we were speaking on, you know, your background in St. Louis, your childhood, how you got introduced. To, you know, we actually didn't speak on how you got introduced to music, really. But in a way, we did yeah. about like the you know how the music scene in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and then you know I learned that 
<clears throat> you actually transitioned from St. Louis to L.A., and you were kind of young, too. Yeah. You were like, what, eight, 18? 18, yep. So I, I'm sorry, let me I, finish that thought. I was going to say, like, you know, with you being 18, moving out the creek, you know, every, everybody parents want, that, want their kids out the house at 18. Yep. Uh, but you actually were, you know, you were able to make some moves on your own at the age of 18, and you moved to L.A. So how was that transition for you? Yeah, well, so I I graduated high school. My last day of high school was May 13th, uh, 2013. I graduated May 14th, and we left May 15th. We drove from St. Louis to L.A. I got there on the 17th. So it was just something that I had been preparing for for years, you know what I mean? Like, by the time I got into high school, I knew I wanted to move to L.A. and be a dancer. Before that, I kind of grew up thinking I wanted to be like Lil Romeo or Chris Brown or, or something. You know what I mean? I used to Bow write. Wow. Yeah, you know, ex exactly. Bow Wow. You know, I used to write raps and battle people and sing and all that. And I never really recorded anything. But by the time I got into high school, I just wanted to be a commercial dancer. And I started traveling uh, on my weekends in high school to go do different workshops and train under different uh, programs around the country. Like I said, going back, um, me and my mom was both working, you know what I mean? So one weekend, I would be working, she would be working, and next weekend, we put the money together, get a Southwest flight, I would fly by myself to a city, you know what I'm saying, and train at a convention for two days, probably stay with some kids that I know that we, we do this all the time, you know what I mean? And um, throughout the years, I just started kind of like building my experience in that realm and meeting mentors and by the time I graduated high school it's like I had already gone to college for a dance while being in high school you know what I mean so um yeah and then I just moved to LA and got with my agent and just started auditioning for the first couple months I was like doing some just low paying like under the table gigs dancing for random people working at Macy's working at Abercrombie I feel like I had three hundred dollars when I moved, but my mom the other day she was like, "You only had thirty five dollars." I was like, "I feel like it was like three hundred, but I ain't have a lot." You know what I'm saying? Still, that's crazy to hear. Yeah. And and then hearing you, you know, speak on OG actually helping with the investing and, mm -hmm. you know, making sure you good and moving around. Mm -hmm. I know that's like a, a like a, a a chip off your shoulder because mm -hmm. everybody don't have that type of support. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said when you said earlier, like. You spoiled. I'm like, I feel like my biggest spoil was just my mom's belief. Like some some parents just not even gonna go the extra mile. Like, no, you're gonna you're gonna go play basketball so you can get a scholarship. And you're gonna go do this, and that's not a bad thing unless that's not what the kid wants. But my mom saw like, yo, you're getting in trouble at school for singing and dancing. So let me just put you in some singing and dancing. You know what I'm saying? And, Look, hold on, I gotta give I gotta give a hand clap to your mama Bro. on that, man. We got, Shout out we Mama Ward. For Mama Ward. Shout out Mama Ward. Has she been with you on any of these tour dates? Um I you know, she she hasn't pulled up to any of these yet, but she's been to some other stuff in the past. Gotcha, gotcha. She's been to plenty of stuff in the past. Now, you know, uh, also, you've linked up with, with Becky G. You mm -hmm. uh, became a backup dancer for Justin Bieber as well. <laughs> you, get, I, I got to hear you break down, like, how was it being on stage mm -hmm. dancing for these amazing, talented artists? Mm -hmm. Man, it was, it was crazy. It's literally my dream. Like I said in high school, like, I remember I saw 
um, I would watch like Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake and Usher and, and their dancers and just know the dancers and watch them on YouTube and go take their classes. So doing that stuff was like surreal, you feel me? Um, and Becky, that's like the homie, you know what I'm saying? I've, I, I've, I don't see her all the time, but it's like fam, you know what I mean? Her family and everything. And um, it was great, man. We did, that was like the first artist I really got to really dance for for an extended period of time. Everything from state fairs to TV shows to opening at arenas, you know what I'm saying? And then um, I did that for like my first year, like 19 to 20 in LA, or like my second year. And then after that, I auditioned for the Beaver Tour and got on the Beaver Tour. And I was with him for like two and a half years. And that was crazy because that was like, I wanted to be like an arena touring dancer. Like that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to tour arenas. So when did the transition come? You said because that's what you wanted to do, but you end up yeah, transitioning doing music. To music. So um, so I was on that tour. I started I started dancing with him in 2015, and then we started touring in 2016. And I was on tour with uh, a bunch of dancers, and one of the dancers slash martial arts trickers, his name is Ru He's an amazing artist from Sacramento. He's like one of my mentors, one of the coldest in the game. But um, I would just be around him a lot in our hotel rooms, you know. Um, doing herbal practices, if you uh, know what I'm saying, because yeah. um, we're on yeah. the radio, yeah. you know, and, and under the under the influence of those herbal practices, you know, stream of consciousness, rapping and poetry would just flow out of me, you know what I'm saying? While he's making beats in Ableton, and he, you know, he would just look over and be like, "Dang, bro, that's that's, that's kind of hard," you know what I'm saying? And then it just turned into me freestyling on his laptop to, man, let me. Let me stop in Berlin and, and get this recording equipment and just start recording my own stuff in the hotel room. So now, instead of going out every city, you know, and, and partying with my friends after the shows, it's like, all right, I'm going to stay in the hotel and, like, hook this up and get in GarageBand and record. And then a few months of doing that on the road, then my breaks turned into, okay, I got a few months off the road. I'm going to go to the studio. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to block out eight hours a few days of the week and record these demos. And then it's like, dang, I want to make a tape. And a year later, it's like, oh, I'm off the road. I'm off tour, and I'm finna drop this this EP, and now I need to do a listening party. And then, you know. It sounds like it now just, I'm just, like, I'm just came. in it. It just came. It just like, came. It's... Just because it's fun. Like, I was like, dang, I think I want to make a tape. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that would be hard. So when did you see the turning point? Like, all right, my dancing career is probably about to be put on hold, and I'm going to more than likely focus on music. Yeah. Initially, it came... Probably at the end of the Bieber tour, the thought probably came to me middle of Bieber tour, like end of 2016. And then by the end of 2017, I was like, all right, I'm finna just focus on the music because I was working with some. I, I had seen it kind of moving in a direction where, dang, I could really just focus on this, you know? But then for, there was a period of time after that where it's kind of like I started getting dance opportunities that I always wanted. And it's like, dang, let me. Let me just do this, you know. Let me let me let me let me not miss this audition because I always wanted to do this, you know what I'm saying? And then I started doing a little more of that stuff, and then it got to a point where it's like, all right, I'm either gonna stop or not, you know what I mean? Like, getting offers for you know, and I'm I'm not trying to talk big on myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm grateful to the to the source, you know, it's all a part of a greater plan, but you know, certain opportunities will keep coming, and it's like, you know, I'm I'm either gonna do 
go towards this direction of security and fun and being able to just go to Australia and tour for three months, dancing for this artist, dancing for this, dancing for that, and get a steady bag. Or I might, you know, thug it out a little bit, you know what I'm saying, and just go to the studio. And I, I had met my team. I, I had um, met uh, my team that I work with, Joanne Hunter, Tim Glover, No ID. I met them, like, t uh, top of 2018, like, right after I dropped my first EP. And that kind of gave me the confidence, like, okay, let me, you know. But then not too long after that, I dropped Valley Hopefuls, which is, like, my second project. And, like, after Valley Hopefuls, it was, like, the music was moving, but the money was well, not. So I was like, I got to start dancing Especially again. Especially with you getting that dancing bag. Well, I was like, I got to start dancing again. You know what I mean? So I had to jump back in the dance game. And that's why I, I don't even like to say I'm out because it's like I'm an, I'm a dancer. Like I forget being a professional dancer, being in the quote-unquote industry or game or whatever. Like I love the art form. You, you know do it in, the, in, in your music videos. You see, yeah. you did this split. And fam, jam three thousand, four thousand. Yeah. Oh man, it remind me of the days I used to be able to do split. You can do that. I used to. Man, you, I need to see working. it, man. You, you ain't gonna see it nowadays. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> used to, but uh, I, I, I would say too bad. I got some music loaded up from Ford, which is uh your debut album under Interscope. Because we gonna chat about you linking with Interscope as well as going on tour. Because you've been doing tours, but now you're going on tour musically. Mm -hmm. So uh, y'all don't go nowhere. Here's White Crocs. I mean, if you don't got the idea behind White Crocs, I don't know what's wrong with you. It features Ryan Trey. You St. Finna, Louis. And you fit it here, right here on 91.1 FM. Hey. 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 You heard some Jordan Ward featuring Ryan Trey. White Crocs. Make me want to go get some White Crocs. Right. It, it, it sound that good, man. And since we on the topic of music, um, let's jump into when your life changed. Because 2020 hit. You know, a lot of people's lives changed in 2020 due to the pandemic. But your life changed, you, you know, pandemic hits. And then you also struck a deal with Interscope. So striking that deal for you, was it a little nerve-wracking? Uh, I mean, when, was it, when I say nerve-wracking, I mean, like, did the pandemic hit before or after uh, the signing? Before wait, before I get into that, I just want to point out the fact that you just played uh, White Crocs with me and Ryan Trey, mm -hmm. and then you played Scissor Good Days. That's a whole lot of St. Louis. But um, I'm gonna just um, <laughs> I'm gonna just you know I just, I just had to say that on the radio. But you, you, but you peep what I'm doing. But I see what you know. I see. What you, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. a whole lot of Midwest. Yes. But um, no. So actually, it was the same year. You know what I'm saying. So it was kind of like around the same time and. Yeah, it was it was interesting, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I'm I'm just locking myself into a path in a really unstable time. But I think it honestly, 2020 was one of the most like appropriate years. Like, I feel like I grew up hearing about 2020 since I was a kid. Like, it was a constant reference for like the future in 2020. Da 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 da. And it's like that thing definitely reset everything. You feel me? So. It was it was an interesting time, but it's crazy. It's almost three years later, and yeah. it's going all right. Yeah. So. And speaking of reset, like your life got a big reset. You know, you 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 ink the deal. Now you know you're you're pumping out music on a professional level. You already were doing that, but now it's actually your job mm -hmm. to make music for a living. Uh, at any point when you when you signed, were you like a little hesitant at first at all? Like, man, do I really want to do this, or should I actually stay independent? For sure. I mean, yeah, I definitely just had a natural sense of, like, apprehension. Is that the right word? Just, just like, yeah, a little bit of hesitation because it's, it's so big. I feel like anything I do, 
I mean, I get nervous before I go on stage every night. You know what I'm saying? I get nervous but, before I hit the mic every morning. You know, and it's because we care about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not nervous when I take a step. You know what I'm saying? Because I do that all day long. I mean, by the grace of God, don't don't strike me down on my next step. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> I'm grateful for the steps, but you know, I I definitely was nervous, but I think it happened exactly how how it needed to. And I'm, you know, shout out to all the independent artists out there, man. And I feel like we as creatives should always maintain a sense of independence no matter how how we're moving. You know, it's always collaboration. Um, but I'm grateful for my team. I'm grateful for Interscope, man, everybody on my team, my, my product uh, manager, Crystal, Jamie Levine, Andrew. I'm, I'm going to forget Matt, people, Tim Glover, everybody at the label, my manager, Eddie. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, grateful, I'm grateful to have a team and to learn. So. What's something that you've learned the most, um, you know, being signed, whether that's development or touring, which we'll talk about, but, you know, what's something that's of importance that you've learned since be, becoming a signee under Interscope? Well, I feel like, um, I feel like it's two things, and they're, they're kind of the same thing, but one is just like, the work does not stop. And I always knew that, you know what I mean, but... The more you collaborate with people and the more um, you plan out, the more that everybody's counting on you. You know what I'm saying? So you have to, you got to go hard. You know what I'm saying? When you bet bigger and you and you ask for more, it's like it requires more work. And the second part to that is just preparation. It's your friend. You know what I'm saying? Like this album, we finished this album. We was mixing the album about to turn it into mastering like April of last year. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But um things everything takes time from getting the budgets right to clearing the samples to, you know, shooting on film, developing the film, you know what I mean, to getting the treatments right to you know what I'm saying? You want everything to go through its due process and I'm so grateful how it's turned out because we allowed that time. You you just made me think, man, what was one of the biggest challenges putting together forward? You know, this your debut album yeah. under the label. I know you probably had to go back and sing some hooks that you probably oh, yeah. wasn't in the mood to, to really do over. I mean, well, the music is a constant war for me. You know what I'm saying? I love the music, but I do envy those people who just like, yeah, I could just go in the studio and do six songs a night like it's nothing. Because the music for me is literally most of the time I'm at war with myself. Like, just get it done. Um, so I won't even say that's the hardest part because it's always hard, you know, but it's a labor of love. The other part that's hard is just getting everything in in order, you know what I'm saying? Like clearing the samples, getting the creative to match the timing and the budget and people's schedule and um, not sacrificing the integrity of the art for something transactional, you feel me? Because at the end of the day, this is art. Like, at the end of the day, this stuff is going to live forever. So the money is going to come. Another day is going to come. Hopefully. You feel me? But this art lives forever. So probably I'd say just managing my emotions throughout all that. You know, that's the hardest part. It's just, like, being a team player. I got to ask you, too, uh, before we transition into touring, some of your favorite. Give me at least. I gave you my three off air. Give me at least your, your three favorite songs uh, off forward and, and then we got to talk about the title too mm-hmm. my three favorites so i mean all the singles and everything 
those are obviously, you know what I'm saying, some standouts. So I'll maybe speak to some other ones. I really like 0495. Okay. That song is kind of, it's one song, but it's secretly two songs for two different years, like 2004 and 1995, you know? And um, I like that song a lot, just sonically, and just the idea is cool to me. Another song that I like, I love Buzz Down. That's the first song. That's about me being 13, riding to the mall with my friends. You know what I'm saying? About to split $50 on some food, movie tickets, clothes, Real whatever. Real friends, right You there. know what I'm saying? Like, we got $50. <laughs> what are we about to do? And then, shoot. I like Price Tag slash Beverly Wood with me and Lito. I think that one is pretty fun. I like that stuff. Man, I, I would have the album on repeat. Appreciate it. Uh, and it had me thinking forward. You know, of course, your name is within the title. For Ward. You know, so let everybody know why you chose this title for this album. Yeah, so forward the album, just the idea kind of started as like a self-titled idea. I wanted to kind of do an album called Jordan. But then just the essence of that idea just evolved into being an album that introduced me but also reintroduced to maybe adding more context because a lot of my music up until this point has been, I'm a young dude, I'm in LA, you know, I practice herbal remedies, you know what that. I'm saying, with female counterparts, you know, and um, driving Nissan Versa and I dance and I need more money, you know, mm -hmm. but now it's like, now I want it to be like, all right, who, Whose son am I? Who was who was I before that? You know, who was I when I was thirteen? You know what I'm saying? Like, what was I doing with my god brothers? Like, what do I what do I do this for? And also realizing, um, you know, this is in a lot of ways the beginning of my next role as a elder person in my family or an elder person in the human family in the world, you know. So you have forward, the first layer was just like forward evolution, you know evolving the sound, evolving the creativity, evolving as a person. Then you have four ward, you know what I mean? Which is like a dedication to my family, our story, my story, young ward. Then you have four ward, cause it's my fourth project, you know? So it's my, it's the fourth ward project. I have two EPs and the tape before me. And then it's also my debut album. So it's a forward in the story, you know what I mean? <laughs> wow, that's like and that's four meanings. What? You know, they say triple entendres, and you know, that was a, what the four, oh, I can't even, quadruple. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's crazy. I was on mushrooms. <laughs> you funny. <laughs> uh, you on tour right now with Smino. You all are hitting the stage tonight. Smino and JID. And JID, correct, at the Aragon Ballroom tonight. Yes, sir. Um, and one thing I learned is that Smino personally, like, hand chose you to, you know, be a part of this tour. Um, and I, I got to know, you know, how has this tour opened your eyes toward the music industry? For sure, yeah, and, and I didn't mean to cut you off and, and say JID too. I just, you know, what I'm saying they're they're both so great. And shout out to Smino, he he definitely um expressed that to me personally like a while ago. Like, yo, I want to bring you on tour, and that's just huge because he's been a hero of mine and and the whole city for years now. You know, he's paved the way as a St. Louisan, as a black creative, as an entrepreneur. So I'm I'm grateful. But how has it opened my eyes to the music industry? Correct. I would say it's just shown me that, you know, that I'm grateful for the industry and we need the industry. It's a beautiful thing, but, you know, you have the industry and you have the art. So when you stick your head down, you go to the studio every day and you indulge in these crazy, these stupid ideas and these drawings, but with your whole heart and love and you believe, 
you might be able to use the industry to go out there and perform for thousands of people and you know bring people like me to open up for you and sell your merch and it's just inspiring me to keep doing that you know that the real love and real art can manifest into something in the industry or you know so you know i'm I'm gonna end us off on a quote that you said you said i feel like you're not a real creative if you don't want to quit every day facts i mean at some point (laughs) at some point you know what i'm saying because you really gotta love it it's like i mean i'm pretty sure our parents there are periods where our parents probably want to kill us every day like literally take our lives like you know what you're done you know what i'm saying but that's just proof that they love us because they they you know what i'm saying that you gotta go to the you're willing to go to the wits end every day to like find that love and i'll never stop i may feel like it i might be in the booth and be like man i'm ready to quit and then five seconds later i'm like all right let me do that again you know what i'm saying because it's like yeah what am i talking about you know now i got a a joint loaded up off for it it's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. fam jam 4000 chicago trust me when i say turn Y'all radios up. It's a straight vibe. It's off his album Ford. Uh, please let people know how they can stay in tune with you uh, as far as following you on Instagram, social, whatever, and, and how they can, uh, you know, of course, stream the project. For sure. Well, um, you can check me out at myspace.com. I'm just playing. I'm going to no. say what? <laughs> I'm at Jordan Ward. That's J-O-R-D-A-N-W-A-R-D on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. On Spotify, I think it's Jordan Alex Ward. My website is jordanalexward.com. We got my first headline tour, Torward. Tickets up there. We got merch online. I'm rocking the the young um forward trucker hat right now. Designed and handmade by my brother, also my DJ, Kato. He's freaking amazing. The quality is fire. And um, we got the album out right now. We got the tour coming soon. Let's go. I'm going to be back. Grateful, I love Chicago. Hey, we love you as well, my brother. Stop Appreciate by any time, man. Of course. And with that being said, we finna get into one of my... You might see me bust a split on this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> Be careful. It's called Fail Jam 4000. It's Vocal Radio. Watch me grow up from a boy. I watched you build from what's destroyed. Yeah, I bet how-